0: Questioning of authority, now more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist.
1: Enter the hideout and be heard.
2: What, what What's new? What are you doing, Hepe? Oh, what's
3: new, J Dubs? Oh, hey. It's a hideout row radio, 104.1. I am El Hepe. That is J Dubs. And uh, come on in. 407
1: 916
2: 1041, 888 1041, star 1041 on your singular wireless phone.
3: Uh, that is Trunks. He is the radio bottom, quote unquote, producer. And he handles the AOL Instant Messenger that is Real Radio. And I'll Radio. tell you, he talks good. Real Radio hideout. Tommy Bateman is our producer.
4: We're looking for new chairs and uh, possibly new blinds. Uh, he, he
3: mans the talk and roll controls. And uh, manages the content on realradio.fm, the website. Putin is screening
2: the phone calls. So when you call him at... star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Make sure you talk good. Like Chunks. Yeah, you speak really good to him. And ask him about his stab wounds in the hospital.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that last night. How could you? The kid was bleeding. (laughs) That was great. So much to get to tonight, J-Dubs, on a Thursday night here in the hideout. Um, Boy, I don't even know where to begin uh i have a story uh personally about something that i bought today that i'm excited about Mm -hmm. you have a story of feeling like you're a victim in a bathroom here at the clear channel compound yes i do uh we're going to carry the presidential address at nine o'clock this evening hideout style oh that's good because i got new campaign ads are you
4: going to address us too
3: I might. Would you like uh, to... I'll re- answer
4: any question directly and honestly that you ask me.
3: Uh, maybe you uh, will retort, then, what the president says at 9 o'clock this that's evening. That jackass doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, True. Yeah, actually, that's possibly true. Uh, th- I don't even know where to begin, though. There are two stories I really want to share with you. All right, Dubs, what would you like to hear about most? Oh, by the way, also, too, Hideout Headlines game show. It's a hit. Absolute hit. And Chunks has a fat man diary. All right, I'll, I'll ask you to, because I can go either way uh, as far as fun goes with these. There's a story about the worst maybe ever uh, abuse, not abuse, pain to the junk that I've ever heard of. Like a, a junk pain story that will make any and all just fall by the wayside.
2: I'm fully awake right now, so once I start feeling asleep, then we'll get into that story because nut stories always wake me up.
3: Dude, this one's a good one, though. Really? It's, all right, and let me tell you what the other one is. Okay. Big news about, about bisexuality. Ooh. And specifically chicks. Eh. Uh. All right. What are we going to talk about? Hot chicks kissing or one man's junk? One man's junk. All right. Let's go with it, then. Dude. This is the toughest man alive. Really? I'm going to read you this story. Sent to me by junior producer Matt Albert on the AOL Instant Messenger. A footballer, that's a soccer guy by the way, German soccer player, had to have six stitches um, placed to to fix his dugan, if you will, after... Uh, it was ripped open in a tackle.
2: Like a slide tackle? Yeah.
1: Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's why they don't want you to have uh, golf cleats.
3: Three-inch uh, gash, they're saying. I've been with plenty of those. All right. They're saying that his pants were soaked uh, with blood. Oh. Now here's the thing. He went, he got stitches, returned to the game. Oh, that's hardcore. And scored a goal in the two nothing victory.
2: So basically what he's got going on is Frankenstein in his pants and he goes back and plays the game with, with a stitched up Dugan. Is he the toughest man
3: alive? And does this at all
2: raise your level of respect for soccer players? It raises my level of respect for my own junk, (laughs) knowing that you can lose it at any time. At any time, someone can come up carrying like a, a kitchen knife, you know, just walk in with that thing swinging waist level and end it off. All right, people are asking, did he at least change
3: his shorts? No. He's a tough guy. Why would he do that? Here's the thing I wouldn't have. Here's this. I hope he puts them up on eBay, because I would advertise it as shorts worn by the toughest man alive.
2: I hope he painted his face with his junk blood. Just to show he's a warrior.
3: Could you imagine... What it would be like for this dude if he were to ever get into a fight or something anywhere and be like, "Hey, by the way, do you do you know who I am? I'm the guy who played soccer." Let me show
2: you. He just takes down his pants. Franken Dugan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you Franken Dugan. In fact, if you're good, I'll hit you with it. Uh, and you know what
2: I'd do? Get it pierced. Oh, Make no. it completely look like Franken Dugan. That's a little painful. After that's happened, nothing's painful. All right, four zero seven nine 407 right, 407-916-1041. I would turn that thing into a barbed wire baseball bat. Oh Wait, I missed it. I was fixing the log. Did, was it
4: another person, like a cleat did it? Yeah, it was during a game. Yeah, uh, a would, slide tackle. I would beat
3: that
5: person to death. I would, I would do, like, the Bruce Lee thing where you, like, you know, touch your, to- your uh, thumb with it and then taste your own blood, and then you kick their ass. That's what I would do. Like, oh, yeah, you got it coming out, buddy. You're going to be bleeding somewhere else.
3: I am right around the corner. It's the Hideout World Radio right 104.1, and I am just—I'm seriously in awe of this guy. First, I'll tell you this: playing soccer and doing what I do—I mm-hmm. wouldn't. Um, well, first, I wouldn't be playing soccer. Well, they say the injury was a—you know—was three inches. The injury was three inches. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, there's not enough for me. While that would go I... down halfway down your thigh. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the amazing part to me. All right, whatever. But this cat has
2: to be the toughest dude on earth. How do you get over on a guy like that? Well, here's the thing. Like, it doesn't amaze me that it happened to him. It amazes me that he came back from it that game. He just threw a stapler to it, and ran back into the game. How fast is this hospital? It must have happened right in the back. It must, he, yeah. he must not have even gone to the hospital. Yeah, I'm sure a paramedic on-site
3: or a trainer for the team did it.
2: Yeah, some some reject from uh, college who didn't even finish med school stitched up his dugan, and he ran back in there and played. <laughs> Maybe he just used like, chewing gum. Just patch and <laughs> stitch. Just some extra baboom hairspray? It'll patch you up good. It keeps my bangs nice and high. I wonder if they cauterize the wound like in Rambo. Oh, did the thing like from Lost, taking the uh, the bullet, emptying it out, light it up on fire. I mean, will burn not, the wound up. Look, it's bad enough when you get hit there. It, hit, grazed. Grazed will kill you. Here's what I, I, I'm not. I you can have a heart attack from being grazed. <laughs> it's
3: true. I think it's happened. I would have literally asked for a gun and said, tell you what, shoot it first to get
2: it out of its misery, mm-hmm. then shoot me. I don't know. Now being known as Franken Dugan, girls will just be with you to be with the Franken Dugan. And then maybe you can get, like, a cereal sponsorship with Frank and Barry. And, and, Frank and Barry's. And you don't even know
3: how long, like, it would take for it to heal. What, to be good? Six stitches. Playing soccer. How pissed would you be? <laughs> is there, let me ask you this.
2: Is there anything worth it to get six stitches down there? Sex isn't even worth no. it. Sex with a really hot chick isn't worth stitches. She, I could have the hottest chick in the world if she had a big razor blade down there. I ain't okay, going near it. All right. I ain't going near it. All right, let me ask you. If you could have sex with every A lister.
3: Sea of Steel. If she's doing that exercise. All right, you know, I can't. You know, you can't even use the alphabet anymore. Oh, yeah. Damn it. 407 916 1041. Triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. While it was Colorado. open
5: and uh, needed to be fixed, why didn't they uh, just add like a couple more inches on? I mean, that's like the perfect opportunity to he do can't. that. He has
2: a game to play. Yeah, he's only got, he's only on the sideline getting this done. Hmm. I'm sure there are fans looking down at him. And you got to think about it too. A locker room isn't even a clean place. No, there's no way this is sanitary. I'm sure there's grass blades embedded. I didn't say where. <laughs>
3: Hell. What? All right, Doctor Copperfield, you're in the high down on world radio. What do you got, Doc?
6: Man, I tell you what. When you talk about soccer in Europe, that's like the NFL of Europe. This guy's probably got his uh, got women lined up and all this stuff who want to take care of him and all. Uh, he's going to get endorsements,
2: like you were saying.
6: And so, uh, being that my mom is Spanish from the Caribbean. We would call him machismo, super macho. Oh, absolutely! Know,
1: machismo, here's the thing: full of testosterone.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Doc he's the he's the new Mean Joe Green. He's gonna have like all the Coke ads, have a Dugan and a smile, and just him giving a thumbs up. Now, here's the other thing about the two dubs.
3: You stop and you analyze it for a second. Mm-hmm. Something like this. Could you imagine an NFL player here trying to come back on the? uh
2: Come the NFL players here, they are such prima donnas now. You know that they would never come back. You know who's the toughest NFL player in my book? Terrell Owens. Now, he's the best conditioned. No, but after, well, I mean, the way he came back from
3: the injury last year and the way he refused to be carted off when he got hurt by that
2: tackle by Roy Williams, uh, to me, he's a tough guy. He's a very tough guy, but he's kind of... Kind of weak mentally, like, with uh, his values. That's all I'm saying. Oh, what Let's you... go back to Frank and Dugan. Uh, hold
3: on a second. We've got to take a break because i got another question for you. Okay. What's your uh, worst Dugan injury story? Oh, that's easy. Because i got one, too. i got one that I thought was really, really bad. I can't even imagine.
2: Oh, you're going to love mine. All right, here, should we learn his name? Franken Dugan. No, he's got a real name. I think I think we just leave it with that. Shivdar Yankow. <laughs> learn that
3: name. 21-year-old dude. Who? Shiv Shivdar N- Yankow. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a tough one to, to learn. Yankow you'll remember. Yeah. Yankow. That's an easy one to go with. All right, quick break, we'll come back. Yankow rip. It's a hideout radio Oh man, 104.1. and boom, goes the dynamo. Welcome back to the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. and Dubs on a Thursday night. Your is mine. Right. Right. <laughs> your
1: uh
2: good choice. 407-916-1041 1041 Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Reminding you,
3: I guess we're good to talk about it. A week from tonight, the hideout after parties begin at Chillers. Yes. Downtown uh, Church Street from 1130 to 130. And I believe your first after party
2: host will be none other than uh, Tommy Bateman himself.
3: I thought we all
5: were going.
2: We are going to, but you have to head down there just a tad bit early. Yeah.
5: Oh, I take it back then. I don't want to be down there.
2: That's all you, with, bro. With
5: um, those heretics ask me. Personal
7: questions.
3: And and you have to answer them all because you're running for president. But right now, the most important thing that we're talking about is this 21-year-old German soccer player who got six uh, six stitches in his dugan after getting it injured in a tackle. Not only did he have it injured that bad, he got it stitched up and returned to
2: score a goal in the game. Just amazing. Well, now, I mean, here's the thing. If a guy who just got six stitches put in his dugan came up and started kicking a ball at you, once you get out of the way, I think he's earned a goal. He yeah. earns that goal. There's no way you don't lo- allow him to get I, that ball by you. How does, it, how does he run? Ugh. How does he kick? How do you do anything but not lie there
3: and want to take 17 uh Vicodin? Maybe that's how he did it. Possibly. Robbie, you're in the hideout on Road Radio.
6: Hey, guys. Love the show. Thank you. Uh, um, I just wanted to say, he, he got back on the field, scored a goal. That's awesome. But what is he going to do when he gets morning wood?
3: Oh, why would you even? Ouch. Come on, bro. Ouch. I bet he wouldn't be that's able to. He's rubbing salt in the wound. I don't think they did that. All right. Anonymous says, what about Jack Youngblood? Is Hefe forgetting about him? He played most
2: of the Super Bowl with a broken leg. Who is that? Is that true? I don't know, but I know uh, Dominic McNabb, he played a whole game with a uh, broken ankle. And actually scored uh, a lot. He threw like four touchdowns with a broken ankle. It's different. Broken leg, broken ankle, whatever. Yeah, and when it, when it comes down to the Dugan, you just bow out. You say, hey, the game's not that
3: important. I think your team would understand if you say, hey, I'm going to sit this one out. I'm going to go over here and cry. Until there's uh, nothing left. In fact, I tell you what, Dubs, normally I give you crap, mm-hmm. being a crybaby, because mm-hmm. you quit smoking, whatever, and your tears. I would give you a pass this girl on and say, go ahead and go home. If you uh, I can. Cool. Okay. No, with the stitches and the dugan. No, not that. But if you want to do that to yourself, then fine. Number nine, you're in the high down road radio. What do you got, number nine? What's up, guys? Yo, Duke. Hey, uh,
6: that's pretty hardcore, and I think Chonks should do that as a stunt someday. But
3: uh, yes, uh, hold on, let me write it down. Chonks, Dugan stunt. But go ahead, what else you got?
6: Um, there was a uh, rugby player. He had real bad arthritis in the finger. He had broken. Yeah. And he had it removed. The finger removed yesterday, so he could keep yeah. playing rugby.
2: I saw that story.
6: That's insane. Yeah. got to take it
2: easy. These these sports people are nuts for. <laughs> nuts, I got it. Oh, I'm not. You know, they're they're just they do insane things to continue playing their sport. Here's the thing, though, no
3: respect for the rugby guy, and you know why? It's a finger. And he didn't do it while on the field, and he didn't score a point later. This is the greatest athlete of all time. Tiger who is what Woods. we should be saying? No. Yank. Oh, I guy. thought you were. Uh... I didn't actually forget who it was. Colin here on the High Down Road Radio. What do you got, Colin?
1: Hey,
6: guys.
3: I like your new I show on JFK. Thank you. What's up, buddy?
6: Hey, man. That dude, man, he got he got his Dugan all shot up with uh, Nova Cain, ran back out there because they love this sport, man. They don't even know what real sport
2: is. No, that's true. They do love the sport. And I'm sure it was drugged up afterwards, but still, you know what happened to you. In your mind, you know. I don't care if you can't feel it, you know. And you know that being out there could cause further damage would you shoot yours up with uh novocaine if you could last longer in bed no yes
3: why would you do that no last longer in bed it's not that important
2: in In fact there's no no stitches going on you're just putting some little novocaine okay no and that's not
3: the end goal the end goal for me is to be finished yeah but you wanted to come back again
5: no you don't well, you're with really bad women.
3: Then. No, you don't know. You don't. I want them to move on, so the next one decides, hey, and so the next one can be disappointed by how quick I am.
4: <laughs> oh, you're I, always. You're I don't al- know about the disappointment
3: part. You're always looking to disappoint the next chick. Yeah, in like the actual relationship, but not no, in bed. No, no, no. Key word: next chick, because it's not about them; it's about you. Yeah, and then they talk about how great you are afterwards.
2: Yeah. And oh. then, uh, then what you, their friends come over. Exactly. Hmm. Give me the Novocaine.
3: 407-916-1041. Now, the only thing that that kind of gets me hmm. that I say the person who could be tougher than this soccer player, counterparts, the DVD, Drunkie the Bear.
2: Oh. Whopper. Uh. Yeah. And I saw that one. And, man. Have you had anything bad happen to your... Nothing to that
3: extent. I remember one time I was uh, I was playing baseball. It was practice. I was mm-hmm. catching batting practice. And I was too big for my cup. <laughs> you know how it is. No, I don't. And someone hit a foul ball that went into the dirt and back up, and it was a direct shot on my left one. Direct, okay? After hitting the dirt. Did it split the atom? No, but let me tell you this. You know the feeling you get after something like that happens? I had it for about an hour, that same pain in the gut feeling.
2: Yeah, you don't think it's ever going to leave, and you think there's something. And usually it passes after, what, two minutes? Yeah, it takes like probably, at tops, four or five minutes. An hour I had that same pain. (laughs) How relieved were you when it finally went away, though? I think, I'm not kidding, I think I passed out. I'm sure. That that pain cannot be... uh you know, sustain for that long without passing out or doing something. I'm oh. telling you, dude. Uh, when I was, uh, I can't believe, I, I can't remember what uh, tournament it was in, but when I was wrestling, I had someone almost ready to pin him, grabbed my junk, twisted and pulled all <gasps> in one motion because he did not want to get pinned. What? Did he get kicked out of the league? Oh, he didn't get kicked out of the league, but he lost the match immediately. Well, at least you got the victory. Mm-hmm. I was going to get it anyway. That's what pisses me off. <laughs> you had to go well, he got the kicked points. out of the tournament totally. Yeah, I would think he would.
3: All right, some guy on the phone. You're in the hideout on road radio. That's my favorite name so far. <laughs> what do you got, some guy? Thanks,
1: thanks. Uh, you know, I just wanted to tell you guys,
6: talk about pain and the Dugan. You got these uh, people telling you, vasectomies. I got to get a vasectomy. Oh, it doesn't hurt you. It's just a little uncomfortable for a couple of days. They're lying. They're all lying.
2: It hurts like crazy. What? what did it feel like? Did it feel like someone slapped you? Well, first of all, they give you this, like, they give you nothing. They give you, like, a little bit of uh,
6: Valium, like 10 milligrams. Right. And then they're like, oh, this will belly out a little bit. Oh. So they get you on the table, and uh, and you, like, if you can sense this, you feel the sharpness of the scissors.
2: Hold on one second. Are you a guy, when you were growing up, you did a lot of, uh, or at least a fair amount of recreational drugs? Uh
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: See that's the problem. They don't ask you that when you're going in, and realize that some people who took maybe a little bit too much Vicodin or smoked a little, but you know, too much weed. Just, or, I mean, just, just, they, for, you know. They they don't take that into account that you are have some kind of tolerance. Oh, so you need more you than need just more that You need more than Valium. just that ten milligrams. Hey, well, thanks
3: for the guy's uh, phone uh, call. Some guy on the phone. Appreciate that. That's the best hideout name ever. And we've been doing this show for two and a half years. Turny, you're in the hideout on Radio. What do you got, Turny? Turny.
6: One. Hey, I Heffy. How you doing, man? What's up, What's up bro? Not much. No, I got a story for you guys. Went to the beach one day. Didn't take an extra set of underwear, so I had to just put my jeans back on.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Pull the zipper up too quick. Oh, no. Got that thing caught
1: up in there. I had to pull the zipper.
3: of zippers that'll do it oh of course it'll do it johnson you're in the hideout (laughs) on the radio justin johnson what's up buddy
6: hey guys how you doing that guy earlier talking about a vasectomy yeah i had a vasectomy reversal
1: oh
2: what do you mean
6: i i had a vasectomy about 12 years ago uh or 13 years ago and my present wife i've been married to 11 years Wanted a baby, so I had it reversed.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's
6: possible, and 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 I had to go today to test the swimmers, and that's embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> how they, uh, they do? Did they win any medals? Man, i tell you what they do is they hand you this cup, and they put you in a room with a neon sign that says, Test in Progress, like nobody can figure that one out.
2: Talk slower. Hold on. They hand
6: you this cup that looks like a big gulp cup.
2: <laughs> well, it is. Uh, but
6: uh, it hurt for days. I mean, when, when that reversal, it hurt for, I mean, weeks, like somebody grabbed a hold of it and twisted it.
3: Uh, <laughs> all right, thank you for the call, John. appreciate it. it. Oh. Quick break. We'll come back. More on the hideout. Real Radio, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Real Radio 104.1. The asexual. I'm the asexual.
4: I'm asexual.
3: All right, so head out, Real Radio 104.1, Thursday night. Be a part, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. Soccer player, six stitches in his dugan after uh, an injury during the game. Gets sewn up. Goes back out, scores a goal. Toughest man ever. That story is nothing in comparison. What do you got, Greg? In the out. What's up, buddy?
6: What's going on? What's up, Greg? I tell you what, I had four girls in a hot tub, beatside here in Daytona. $250 in one of them big old turkey propane cookers, mm-hmm. just boiling up the old Alaska King crab leg. I jump out of the hot tub with one of them about 12 inch Ginsu looking knives. If you can imagine. A hot dog, and you slice it. Oh. All
1: right,
3: that's good enough. That's uh-huh. all I need. That Thirty-two
6: is... outside, a urethra fusing, oh. and 17 stitches on the inside. Oh. Uh, I, I got to give accolades to the soccer player because I could not walk for a month. I, I swear I to God, up, laid up in bed for a month.
4: And I, I don't. Now, we we can't it,
3: get too graphic, but how are you now?
5: Fine. Really? Mm-hmm. Fine.
6: They asked, the ladies ask. What the heck is that scar? All
5: right, all right, that's good enough.
3: Thank you, brother. Oh, my goodness.
4: All right, Greg, second toughest man in the world. Do you, do you think they've incorporated what, what else it cuts in the uh, infomercials? All right, no. They probably didn't.
3: They probably didn't.
4: I would.
5: <laughs> I'm sure. What the hell was he doing with a Ginsu knife in the hot tub anyway? He said he was cooking. Yeah, he was cooking crab legs. What, he, cooking women. He took the knife in the tub with him?
2: Well, he, he was getting out of the tub to go get the crab legs. You don't believe him? I,
5: mean, well, I believe he cut himself, but I just would think that's a little odd
2: that you take uh, a knife. Now,
3: both of these guys, do you think it would have been good to put Icy Hot on it to make sure it feels
2: better? Yeah. Because that's the what way, uh, Chunks is going to be doing Friday, at tomorrow, uh, for the Helmet of Pain stunt. He lost in fantasy football last week, so he has to put some Icy Hot on his junk. Now, my dad is
3: one of the guys who would have just said, walk it off, if it had <laughs> happened during a game. Walk it off, we have a game to play.
2: Be somebody. Be a man. What are you, a girl? What are, are we a girl pl- with a little gash. What are we playing, soccer? Actually, Dad,
3: yeah, we are. Oh. Fair enough. You mm-hmm. have the day off. Kellen Johnson here in the Hideout right. on Road Radio. What do you got, Kellen.
6: Hey, man, um, you know women are going to call in and say that uh, you know we can't have anything with Dugan pain that could be close to having a baby, but I've heard people say that passing a kidney stone's pretty close.
3: Yeah, I've heard uh, that that's just awful.
6: My, my dad disagrees with that, though. He's passed kidney stones and said it ain't nothing as bad as having a circumcision when you're, say, 50 years old or okay. something like that. You
3: know, and at that point, why? Why bother? Just live with what you got. Understand that someone didn't love you enough as a baby (laughs) to uh, clean you up. Man, alright, I don't even know if I can keep up with these stories anymore. I'm looking over these. All right, James has another nominee for Toughest Dude Alive. What do you got, James?
6: Yeah, these guys are all tough, and I'll give them all credit, but I definitely think there's one that beats them. All right, who's that? Remember the guy who was hiking by himself and got pinned by the, like, 2,000-pound boulder? And he couldn't escape from it, so he had to cut his own
2: arm oh, off with yeah. a pocket
6: knife.
3: Yeah, oh, but
2: then he, he saw he it safety, off with a little knife. How do you compare and Arm and Dugan? He's today. All
1: uh,
2: right, you know what, though? Oh, boy. All right. But, but now he you've... had to cut it off. It took a long time with just a little knife. All right, you know, man, that's Through a... Through the bone and everything. Now, here's the thing. Here's
3: why I still oh. nominate the soccer guy as toughest dude. Because he did this to go back and play a sport. The other guy was just trying to live.
2: There's nothing tough about just trying to live. You'll
3: do anything when you're trying to stay alive. I don't know.
2: If my arm was pinched under a boulder, screw it. I'll just starve to death out here, and I'm not going to cut my own arm off with a pocket knife. You just die? I just die. End it. Why? Well, why die? I mean, it's better to have an arm missing than be dead. Uh, Yeah, if the arm was already cut off. But I'm not gonna saw through do you, it myself with do you a little remember, pocket knife. Do you remember the story of this dude?
4: Yeah, no, he's actually got a book out now.
3: Book him for the show. Who is this? Gun. I'm sure it took him a while to
2: write it. Right, find this guy, chunks. You're now in charge of guests. He's had a a. Hey, mm, he's traveling halfway around the. Uh, I think the
4: I think if you want to find his name, chunks, the name of the book I think is called like Between a Rock and a Hard Place, maybe. <laughs> Shut up! No, no, no. I'm not kidding. I think I... Look it up. Go to a, go to a website. A chunk, Within a
2: arm's reach.
4: Chunks, you should be looking for the name of this person, though. <laughs> I think that's the title. I'm for real. Find him. I'm looking. Between a rock no, and a not, hard place. You were staring at
3: the uh, Chick-fil-A cow there.
5: Oh, I'm looking at the I am. I asked uh, somebody else to do it for <laughs> me. Delegating. That's number one. Oh, boy. In sixth grade, there was... You know those moon bounce things where you just all jump around? It's kind of like a trampoline right. almost. This kid got like a foot right in between the legs. Like another kid bounced and bounced oh. into him foot first. The kid had to uh, end up getting it operated on and like one removed. That's awful. And it, it was, one of his boys? Yeah, oh. and there was like swelling and a cast and all this. A cast? Stuff. Yeah, because he, he had to wait to have surgery. Now let me
3: ask I really want to know the women who are listening to The Hideout.
2: Yeah, the he, women don't understand the pain. Now here's the thing, though. Even hearing it. I still think, like the earlier, like Killen Johnson said,
3: they laugh at us because they go through childbirth. I don't care. But
2: they're, That's they're, a natural thing. Yeah, they're built it's for that. It's not natural. No, it's still <laughs> not natural. It's natural. I mean, it's, it's as natural, natural as it but it, it ain't right. It's right. What do you mean it ain't right? That is wrong. Everything loosens and gets ready for the baby to come.
3: That thing is precious, and that shouldn't be happening. Right, Aaron Ralston is the guy. I want him on tomorrow's show. What's the name of the book? Chunks uh, is still waiting for the person to tell him what the name of the book is. Oh, I hope I'm right. Gibbs, you're in the hideout on road Radio. What do you got, Gibbs? 10 hey, that,
6: that guy was German, right?
3: Yeah, he actually he was. 21-year-old German soccer player.
4: Yeah, man, you know, like he's a tough guy and all, but I think we're giving him too much credit. You know how them Germans get down. They're crazy like that. He probably got off on but, that, Yeah, that, that, was,
2: <laughs> that was probably a fetish of his. I want hey. you to cut the Dugan.
3: <laughs> Look what I'm doing tonight.
2: Derone f- is right. That's the name of the book. Cut the Dugan?
4: Yeah. <laughs> you see? Between a rock and a hard place. Aaron mm-hmm. Ralston. Mike, you're in the hideout on our radio. You'd probably go to the hard place.
6: Hey, 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 J-Dubs. Yo, Long dude. time listener. First time
5: caller.
3: Oh, wow. Thank you, man. <laughs>
5: yeah. hey, you are
3: I'm... on the air. <laughs>
5: Hello. What's
3: yeah. on your mind?
5: <laughs> well, I just want to say that I lived in London for a year. Lucky. And so what happened to that soccer player, dude, that's nothing. The fans in the stands, like they have to separate the stands because if there's people with the same color jersey and then there's someone that wears
1: the opposite jersey, they'll get sticks and just brutally beat them.
3: Yeah, because I mean, we think Yankees, Red Sox is a big deal here. Trying to go into like Philly and play a game, it's yeah. like imagine Philly, Philly fan times like 20. Yeah. You know, a Philly fan and Raider fan got together and they were all really angry. Yeah. I don't know. And it's like over the top.
2: If you got like a, a Philly fan and gave him some PCP, angel dust, <laughs> you know, and threw a cop in front of him, then you got, you know, a regular what, soccer, soccer fan
3: over there. Hey, thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate right, no it, Mike. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Everybody just lined up one to talk about. Do you about- remember
2: the black guy who uh, got beat to death in Cincinnati? The big fat one? Oh, at like the White on- Castle? That's a soccer fan right there. That's true. Just throwing off people.
3: That was Not crazy. Stopping. Do you remember that video of that guy? It was. Can a, you find that chunks? It was a guy in this guy in Cincinnati. Big. I mean, just like this huge brother, who was high on PCP, and like just destroying people at a White Castle.
2: And they basically had to, they had to beat him down to get him to stop. The reason and made, they beat him down so far that they killed him. That's the only way that he would quit. With the taser. Well, they, they tasered him. They tasered him, and then they were beating And him. he had a heart attack. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, man, that was insane. Quick break, we'll come back. Everybody's lined up, man. They want to tell their stories about them and their Dugan pain. If you want to, I'll
2: listen to it all day. <laughs> it's the Hideout Radio 104.1. Prove it. I'm not saying that I could beat it up, but I could kick it in the throat.
4: I've, I've take, seen, Make it take a knee. I've seen that same uh, competition you're talking about, but they do it with the uh, prisoners. Like, the, they do it with jailmates, and it's for other people's entertainment. Where all the, they sit at the table, and the last person... I saw a special on it on TV, so it's got to be true. What happened? You That's, probably saw some movie. That same thing that Hefe's talking about, where you sit at the table and the last man up wins, they do that in, like, the prison circuit. With the bulls? Yeah, well, with prisoners. You're such a liar. Why would I make that up? I don't know
3: why you would. I think you saw a movie.
4: And I also saw a special on the gay rodeo two nights ago.
3: Well, we talked to them already.
4: Mm-hmm. I was watching it.
3: Nah, yeah, we actually we interviewed them here, didn't
2: we? I can knock out a gay bull. <laughs> what? Talking about gay rodeo? And that's actually bashing at that point. No, so it's you would, not. Yes, you
3: would. It hey, is.
2: I would knock out a gay bull as quick as I would knock out a straight bull. Hang on, the bulls are gay? Yeah. Not the people? No. Please. Yeah, it's yeah. It's They're gay no, bulls. Oh. Yeah, gay, gay bull riding. They're riding gay bulls. Duh. Basketball.
3: No. Oh. <laughs> are there any of those? Oh, yeah. Sean, you're in the Out on Road Radio.
6: Good evening, fellas. How you doing?
3: All right. Good And good evening to you, my friend.
6: <laughs> you guys ever heard of a Texas belt buckle? I'm
3: mm-hmm. from Texas, so I think I know what they are.
6: All right. Well, if you if you take your brains and kind of put them outside your uh, oh. pants top, oh. <laughs> and you lift your shirt every once in a while, and we, when your friend's looking, yeah. you, you know, you get the brain. That's a Texas belt buckle. Well, <laughs> they need... So, anyway, one of my friends had a bad habit of doing that shit around
2: my house. Uh, Oh, you can't say that, man. You swore. But we appreciate the call. Now, what I used to do, and what I've done to you before, is say I've sat in some gum. And what I do, I pull. It's the gayest thing ever! I pull a little of myself uh, uh, around my belt line and uh, pop my shirt up. Hey, I think I sat in some gum. (laughs) You're so gay. I mean, really, why would you do
3: that? What's the point of doing that, other than to show another man your stuff? And you're not, and you're doing it now, and I don't want to see it. Well, who I, else? Sent,
2: I sent some gum to Who else would you show it to?
4: Can I have a piece? <laughs> what? We just told you what it is. I like those big pickles. All
3: right, someone called to verify Deron's statement about prison rodeo. Here's the thing. I don't believe you until you go on the air, and you and you tell me where you saw it. Otherwise, it isn't real. And has anyone noticed that the internet around here at the Claire Channel Compound sucks now?
2: It's been dropping all the time. It goes so slow. Can we not pay the bill? Do we switch providers or something?
3: Are we spending a little too much money on the producers for the hideout?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> take a break. We'll come back. Have another piece of gum. All right. Speaking of... We have nice yellow-tooth technology here in the hideout. Chunk's Fat Man Diary.
3: Let's do it next. It's Thursday night, plus we got the uh, Hideout Headlines Game Show. And usually we do the Hideout Headlines Game Show at 9 o'clock. We're going to have to push it back because we're going to carry the presidential debate. Uh, Not debate, but uh, presidential speech. I wish it was the debate. The debates are fun. This one's going to be a little depressing. But it's still good. He's our commander-in-chief. We need to hear what he has to say about Katrina. Or as his wife would call it, Karina.
2: Yes, Her I name think
3: Karina. <laughs> I think she actually was watching a Whippy Goldberg movie. Karina, Karina. Jumping Jack? No, wrong. Uh she's Adam. Correct. Adam, you're in the high down roll radio. Eddie, hey. what do you got, dude?
6: I just wanted to verify. I was the guy that called in about the prisoner rodeo. Mm-hmm. I I did not see it personally. I was I'm a mad channel surfer. Mm-hmm. I flip them through the channels. They do do it. I did not see where he said do do. I, I don't see like. I don't know what all events they do, but I did see that they do have four guys sit at the card table, and they let a bowl
4: out. And I, I don't think it's prisoners though. I think it's dude who are dressed dudes nope. dressed up as prisoners. Nope, it's prisoners. And the winner gets like uh, a pardon? A, no. no wait, he gets like cigarettes? a an extra conjugal visit or something. I don't know what He's he gets. He's
3: such a liar. It's the hideout road radio 104.1. Lines. Oh wow! Oh. All right, Segarra, the prophet. Thank you, buddy. Where are you coming back to church? We're yeah.
6: under the street wooden garden. be holding services for the morning ten thirty. Are you going to get back pastor? You gonna, floor, are you going to do a ground one the public's mind?
3: Are you going to feel well enough to go uh, yes, sir,
1: this I'll Sunday? I probably
3: feel good well enough to go. I think I, I will pray that God will give me good health and wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah, that's what I'm yeah. hoping for, too. All right, Segarra. I well, bless you, a your prophet. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. And if you Let's didn't get. And if you didn't get enough of news headlines, uh, stick around, Sir Gary uh, Junior, Putin. will be doing yeah! <laughs> we'll be doing the hideout headline game show coming up during the nine o'clock hour. Heretic Jose, you're in the hideout. What's up, buddy?
6: Hey, what's up, man? I'm over here in uh, Mississippi, uh, in one of the disaster areas, about probably forty-five miles away from New Orleans.
3: How did you get out there? What are you doing? Are you just like helping to clean up and stuff, or what?
6: Yeah, I'm actually in disaster relief here with uh with actually the Presbyterian uh disaster relief. Somehow I got logged in with them, so uh yeah, it's uh I, it's definitely a uh, an experience, man. I'm, yeah.
3: I'm, what are you seeing there on the ground, heretic Jose?
6: I am over here and I am seeing the worst thing I've seen since Hurricane Andrew. It? I was in Homestead when Andrew hit, and I have not seen anything this bad. I
3: mean, is it just, bad. is it just complete, like, is it, is it just flattened out there? Devastation and, like, houses completely, uh, gone, essentially? Put it
6: this way. There is a place around here, uh, called Diamond Head South, which is equivalent to about, if you've ever been to Aliqua in Lake Mary, uh, it's a very, uh, high class neighborhood in Lake Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place is leveled. And those are the
3: Um, big houses and stuff like that, too, and gone. Yeah, I'm talking,
6: you know, millions of dollars in houses, just gone. Hmm. Um, Right now I'm with them, and uh, we're actually pairing up with the Red Cross and a couple of other people here. Well, I'll uh, tell you
3: what, I'm just surprised that a heretic's out there doing good work. So, uh, (laughs) hey, man, I really appreciate you checking in, and uh, keep letting us uh, know what's going on out there, all right, buddy?
6: Definitely. I'll call you
3: tomorrow. All right, man. Hear what's happening. Proud of them. Heretics. Getting out doing good work. I'm calling him
2: a heretic. No, it's not quite the same. That's what he's doing. Good hurricane work out there.
3: 407 916 1041 Okay, before I go back to Nikki, who is still in love with Chuck, <laughs> pick up the phone, Putin, and ask her how old she is and how did she hear about Chuck. And let me hear that. Let me hear Putin talk to her for a
7: second. Nikki? Hey, how old are you? You're 18? Okay. And uh, how did you hear about Chunks?
4: Ask her what year she was born. You saw him on
7: TV. Where did you see him on TV? B-E-T. What was he doing on B-E-T? Being juicy. He was singing? All
3: right, don't we have some of Chunks' songs? Don't we have a few of those?
2: Yeah, we definitely
3: do. I know Chunks has a few hits that he's sung before. What's she what she saying, Putin? Uh,
7: she says she saw him on BET. He sang a song to her uh, and said, "Oh Nikki, I love you so much."
2: Put her back on the air. Put, put her on hold for a second. Okay, hang oh, on. Climbing,
1: whatever I'm choice, We're I'm choice. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. Is
5: that good? Yeah, I'm gay. Yeah, yeah, I'm gay. Yeah I'm gay. Yeah, yeah I'm gay. vagina. Yeah I'm Jay Yeah, I'm Jay Yeah I'm gay. Yeah I'm gay. I sometimes never two myself. Sometimes, some, 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 sometimes.
1: My mama gonna die.
5: Mackie Cole. You look like a man so long?
3: I. I got thick food. There's the chunk's um fifth hit on the Billboard uh top forty, but here was his original. I am gay. What can I say? This one made him famous worldwide. I made this one for the ladies. Uh, Really? With penises.
5: Singing chunks. I am gay. 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 I am gay.
1: I am gay. Go to chunksdance.com
3: for the video version.
4: I hate that there's a hot, what seems to be a hot chick in the background, behind the hook. Maybe I'm ready to take on dudes. Whoa! Maybe, Maybe I'm ready to take on dudes. Maybe I'm ready to take on dudes.
1: Remix!
4: Why don't we all take our shirts off? I'll slide down the pole and everything. Uh-oh. I'd rather be asexual. So I'm hoping to take
3: it. Do we have our next subject for the Beatdown Beat Mix? I think so. Gay one. <laughs> I think we have our next subject for the Beatdown Beat, down beat down Mix. Gay gay. Maybe down later on, on this month we'll get that going. Don't you
1: think I look cute in this
4: I look penis.
3: <laughs> well, Nick, <laughs> Nikki hung up because after playing Chunk's hit, I guess uh, Chuck, as she called him, isn't the person that she saw on B D T. Oh, I am, baby. Yeah, that was me. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get... He's uh, a gambling man. Chuck's Fat Man Diary I was Diary hoping next. Uh,
7: he was going to
5: sing Zones, like, do some remakes. Like... <laughs> this is, doesn't even fit here. You're Ew. just doing this. Aye. Right.
3: You want to tease us with a little bit of uh, your Fat Man Diary so you when know we come back from break... Give me the best line in it.
5: And I was the very hairy vomit.
3: <laughs> right, that can't
2: be the best line in it.
3: And that was already in another one.
2: Yeah.
5: Oh God, I feel like I'm handling a snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: A little tease for what's coming up in the Chunks Fat Man Diary. Batman Diaries:
2: Stories uh, from Chunks' Life coming up next. What's one of the, uh, what's this one? I, so like, I had him by the junk one anyway. One of, one
5: of the little teaser lines. A little candle and put on some classical music to set the mood. Uh, hey, I'm trying not to yell, from Chunks. I don't want that guy. You guys all having fun over here just laughing at me I'm with my dude ch- jiggling. I'm trying, but the cholesterol level is raising and that makes my voice. Cholesterol level? Modulation <laughs> raises well. Oh so. my goodness, Chunks, you're so tiny. It's the Hideout Radio 104.1.
3: 4.1 Thursday night in the Hideout. It's now time he- uh by the way, Half-and-Dubs joining you.
2: Yes. 407 916 1041 978 1041 star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Those are the uh, phone numbers here at Real Radio 104.1. It's
3: time to live uh, the life of a radio bottom.
2: Now, as a public service, the Hideout presents a roadmap to dysfunction with Chunks and the Fat Man Diaries. <laughs>
5: Yes. This one is dated February the 12th, 1994. What a day. My favorite day of the year. Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue Day. (laughs) To me, it's the closest thing that I'll ever get to having a girlfriend. I'll often picture myself with one of the supermodels on the beach or in the cabana. I pretend that we are boyfriend and girlfriend. They never call me fat. Or pluck at my jello nipples. For some reason, he's going to end up with a cabana boy. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I think at the end. Don't ruin it.
5: Ah. This year... This year's issue was particularly good. Ah! With a perfect picture (laughs) of Kathy Ireland laying on the beach. I figured tonight would be a great night. Whatever happened to her?
2: Mm. For one of my... Dates. You're gonna run a batch. This whole story is gonna about be, be <laughs> about you running a batch. Yeah. How sad's your life? You write about it.
5: <laughs> you just wreck it for me, huh? Why yeah. should I even keep going now? No, I'll go ahead and keep going. Yeah, why don't you just keep going then? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because, yeah, now I'm into it because I really want to read about it. Why don't you just see how I did it? <laughs> All right!
1: All right. All kinds
5: of bad emotions. Uh mm -hmm, Uh huh. I'm gonna run out of bed music. Oh yeah. I took the magazine upstairs and I got into my bed. I opened it to the Kathy Island picture. I lit. Is it even pointless to go on now? I'm dissuaded. No, go ahead. I lit a candle and I put some classical music to set the mood. Then the fun began. Picture myself on the beach warm ah breezy day yeah hey kathy i say hey stud she replies How was your day i asked <laughs> fine she says i'm a little hot from working out nude all day so i figured i'd come down to the beach and cool off it's smelly but now there's sand all over my supple body that's no problem i say Take off all your clothes and I'll brush you off. Oh. It's at that point where I take little pieces of white paper and put them on the picture of Kathy Ireland
1: <laughs>
5: so that it appears <laughs> as if she is nude. Oh that's better, I say. I wipe the sand off Kathy. Oh, I feel much better. Would you like me to rub you down, Alex? Sure, if you don't mind. You're going to have to take their shorts off, though, she says. (laughs) She then starts softly caressing my body. Oh, she says, I'm sorry. I touched your man muscle. Hey, I say. (laughs) That's okay. Then Kathy starts to really take care of me. Hey someone yells. I realize that this voice was
2: not Kathy's. You know what? I want chunks next week to read the diary of Anne Frank. I think that's I think that's where we're at right now where that'd be more sexy than what I'm hearing right now.
5: I quickly snap out of fantasy world to realize that the hey came from my mother who had walked into the room. (laughs) What the hell are you doing? Why are you naked? With all that shredded white paper around you. (laughs) Uh, I say, I'm just doing some homework. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Bull blank, she says. You are pleasing yourself. That pervert side comes from your father. Ma, I say, can you just please leave the room? So, that's... Yeah, uh, I didn't even—I uh, didn't even get hey. to finish my date, if you know what I mean. Hey! Yeah. Oh,
1: let up beat Yeah. Oh, let up
3: beat Oh my goodness, Trunks.
5: Yeah, that, that was quite embarrassing. It's not something you want your uh, ma to walk in and see you doing.
3: Now, how hey. do you? All right. <laughs> Enough uh, from no.
5: Trunks' mother.
3: How do you recover from something I'm sure like that? Sure, mom looks like the rocker. You
5: the mullet. Well, you really don't because even when you go upstairs after that and lock the door, you're still thinking to yourself, "All right, I know she's thinking, what's that little creep doing up there?" You know, you know that if you disappear for too long, they know what you're doing at that point, and you can never really get a good one again because <laughs> your your confidence is shot. And you're always thinking somebody's going to kick open the door. A good one. Yeah. Oh, man. Why? It's not not
1: that type (laughs) of story.
5: I'm confused now.
2: About your sexuality? Not Dubs, have you ever been walked in on? No. I'm usually... The the thing I always did was I would... I was like an Indian. I would be rubbing one out with literally my ear to the ground, like <laughs> listening for Buffalo, you know? Native figure- American, by the way. Whatever. <laughs> I was a Redskin. They're allowed to what? say that over in Washington. I can say it here. They can name a team. Sadly, you're right. You can't get away with that one. Wow. Alright, I got busted. How many how many times did you run one while you're on your knees staring out the window, hoping the car doesn't pull back up into the driveway? (laughs) I I I don't remember a four point (laughs) one. My worst thing was constantly shirt
3: underneath your chin. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. But it's not necessarily on your knees, but you're constantly running back to the blinds. And here's the funny thing. You don't grow out of that. No. Because if you're married, it's the exact same thing. Or if you have a girlfriend or if you have roommates, it's all the same thing. You're running back to the blinds to make sure that you don't get busted. Why, Why is the door locked? I don't know. It just must have locked when you left. I don't know. Why isn't it that you just stand up for yourself and say, hey, I'm doing this? I know. And so what? You do it, too. We all do it. If you want to sit down next to me, fine. Hey! You want a little show? But i got to finish this.
2: Thank you. I'm done. How many times has someone like jiggled on your locked door? Uh, oh, like trying to get in yeah. and you didn't... While you're doing it? Yeah. Or maybe after you're done, you forgot you locked the door, and then you're, you know you've been caught some way or another. hmm My girlfriend is so anal that she knows exactly how everything is when she left. So if the blinds are messed with a little bit, she knows what I was doing.
1: Oh! Oh!
2: So, oh. so she, she knows that if you left the blinds a certain way? If I, if the blinds are changed from what she had them, she knows I was running one. Man, that's tough. I don't care. She doesn't care either. All right, I'm getting into- She'll just say, Huh, so you ran one today? Yeah.
3: And then you tell her, Yeah, that's so I could hold out longer for you? No. I said I just say, Yeah, I got what, a new video. What if she followed up with Were you thinking about me? She already knows the answer to that. <laughs> yes. Actually I was thinking about Tommy. But mm-hmm. uh
2: <laughs> You know, that's how you always get out of uh, out of an awkward situation. You just throw out a really gay reference and try just try to get through it.
3: What? Mm. All right, Putin, is this real? Yes. All right, re- tell me, you just typed to me, tell the world.
7: Well, when I was growing up, we weren't allowed to close our doors, so if, like, I closed my bedroom door... Like,
2: you were, like, a high school bathroom stall? Um, what? <laughs> Your high school, didn't they just uh, have, like, no doors on the stalls and no one could poop there?
7: Oh, no. Ah. I had, they had doors. I hate that. Um, Yeah, but we weren't allowed to close our doors <laughs> as kids in our house, so... Uh, if I did shut my door, you know, on accident or on purpose, whatever, there would be within five minutes, I guarantee you, little patrolman mother would have come by.
1: <laughs> what are you doing in there? What's going on?
7: You're creating some devil seeds? Yeah, it, it was hell on earth. That's
3: why you, uh, you get behind the door. And then you can even look through, like, the little crack between the door and the wall, and you can see when somebody's uh, coming by.
5: How come uh, Putin's mom sounds uh, familiar to Bateman's London girlfriend? Beatrice. Okay, Matt Albert says it's tough when you're in the middle of
3: that and someone tries to have a conversation with you through the door and you're trying to keep everything
2: going. How many times have you been running one and you've been expecting a call or you, like, really need to take a call? So you, you do the whole call with Dugan in hand just hoping, you know, it doesn't, Mess up on you. I've done that before with you calling.
3: Actually, probably with all of you calling, except Putin, who doesn't have my number.
1: All yes, right. I do.
2: I gave it to him.
3: Through inside information, tells me that someone may be taking care of business while another someone's dog is scratching at his door. What? So apparently while Chunks is trying to take care of business, Roxy, Tommy's dog, is scratching at his door. Uh,
2: your back door? No. You got a dog biscuit between the pillows? Is that what you're telling me? You know, every once
7: in a while you wipe a booger on the dog as it walks by. You think Chunks has ever used the dog Uh-oh. to clean up? Okay. Oh. Now Tommy's just
3: going to hit you, man. He's Okay, he's just going to hit you. He's grabbing a knife. Dude, you're gonna want to run. Get out. Dude, get out now. Him. Go. Run now. He stabbed you yesterday. <laughs> get away from me. You oh, know? oh, he just went to go get a sandwich. Yeah. He just—it's fine, Putin. He just went to get a sandwich.
5: Oh, uh, he did. There's sandwiches in the back. Yeah, he went and got a
3: sandwich. It's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, phones are ringing. I need you yeah. to go answer the phones. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. It's okay, dude. Okay. Good boy. <laughs> Alright, Putin got smart and came in here and saw, saw, uh, Bateman with the knife. And now Tommy's trying to get him to come in there and answer phone calls. Alright, this on the AOL instant messenger from Databyte. His mom caught him while doing the scrambled porn thing.
2: We've all been there. How many times have you just left it on the wrong channel, and they pop it back on? And they know what you were doing. Yeah. Or you leave the the wrong video in the VCR? All right, 99 says best thing. That's why you
3: always do it in the shower. Yeah. That's why I, you just, 30-minute 30, 30 shower, I couldn't get clean
2: enough. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody knows then, too. And they're always shaking the door. Especially if it's the hideout off-campus housing. Just messing up the rhythm. Putin,
3: the phones are ringing. I need you to go screen the phone calls. Four seven
2: nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. What's Tommy doing?
1: Got one out of my
7: backpack. Now he's got two knives.
2: Why do you have a knife? Guys, for protection.
3: Why didn't you have the knife last night when he stabbed you? Why don't you have it on you? All right, so Tommy literally has two knives now. Go get the phone. Three.
5: This should be fun. I don't even know
3: what's going on
5: in there.
1: Damn it. He's got three. Ha.
5: You're crazy, man. (laughs) Tommy, you can't be
3: chasing around interns with knives. Just one. All right, Matt, Just I'll... pick your favorite knife, and you can have that one. Matt says he did it in the shower once, and got a migraine afterwards, so he can't do it there anymore.
2: You know, it is odd when you're in the shower doing it. Sometimes, if it's really good, you may take a knee. I've taken a knee in the shower before. <laughs> you, you boys, gonna get along back there? You gonna stop stabbing each other?
3: Tommy I had... didn't
7: stab him. Tommy We're has no stabbing th- each other.
2: We'll take a break. We'll come back. like our little reality show going on here. And it's behind glass, so I don't think anybody's actually getting stabbed. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1.
3: Of the Hideout Radio 104.1 coming up. Uh, for those of you who cannot watch it, we will carry the President's address at 9 o'clock. We'll also uh, probably afterwards do the Hideout Headline Game Show. That's cool with you, j Dobbs. I'm digging it.
2: 407 1041 star 1041 on your singular wireless phone.
3: Alright, you said, we were talking about Doors and being busted while punching the clown, etc etc mm-hmm. et cetera. You said you had an interesting run-in in the bathroom today here at the Clear Channel Compound oh. involving, um, well, at
2: least a door. All right. I was in the bathroom. Well, what happened is I show up here at the Clear Channel Compound. We have a little store downstairs that sells, you know, food and drinks and everything. I bought a Red Bull. And I went upstairs, after I got upstairs I went into the bathroom right away, went to put my Red Bull down on the counter before I went to the urinal. Mm -hmm. When I put it on the counter, I see someone's rustling with the door, trying to close it real quick, and all I see are his boys hanging there. While he's trying to shut the door and just going crazy all around. I never saw this guy's face. Only thing I saw was his junk swinging. Do you, he was there with the door open for some reason, going, taking a deuce. And when I came in, he scrambled for the door and all I could see was his junk.
3: All right, let me ask you.
2: Yeah. Do you feel violated? Only for this reason. I can't, I feel like a victim because the only way I could identify this man if I had to is by the look of his junk. I have no idea what the man looks like. Was was, it, it, was your mouth watering? Was it a white, blo- white
3: guy, black guy, Latino? A tan or white guy?
2: At least that's what I could see from the junk.
3: Now, did you,
2: like when you were looking at him, did you say anything? It happened so fast. Did he see you? Of course he saw me because that's why I was trying to close the door. Did he have snakeskin boots? No. No, I think it was a younger guy. It looked like Younger Junk. Okay, enough. Where does this come from? Like, who... Why would he be doing it with the door
4: open?
3: Who sits in public uh, using the restroom
5: with the
4: door open? Maybe he didn't have enough time. Maybe it was an emergency.
2: That's a possibility. I will not rule that out because I've been in that position before where I'm actually running for the bathroom and I... Get in there and sit down as quick as possible. All right, maybe, hold on a second.
3: Maybe. <laughs> I can't get that graphic, Matt Albert. He had a question he wanted me to ask.
2: Maybe the door might not have been locked well, and so it swung open when you walked in. No. that, that the There's not that much of a breeze that comes through the bathrooms here.
3: Maybe he was going to wet down some toilet paper.
2: You know, maybe that to was, maybe maybe that stall was out of toilet paper and he was going to another one or something and I caught him right in the middle of going from one to another. Now, because I had to go number 1 pretty bad, so I ran in there pretty quick. He didn't have a whole lot of time in between the door opening and me getting in there. All right, Uber dude says, "Damn those rumba guys." <laughs> was it angel was it Angel? No, I, w- I would know Angel, because w- if he's sitting down, still his head peaks above the uh, the uh, stalls. Now, let me ask you, after this happens... And then he'd probably throw me over a wall, <laughs> or off a cliff. <laughs> Why did you immediately afterwards start walking on your knees? That's what the
4: bad man told me to do? Did you walk in there on your knees, or did you just <laughs> drop down to pick something up, or...? Grab something with your mouth.
2: I really needed just to Come adjust the, my the socks on my ankles. So what
3: do we do about this, Dubs? Do we need to now put up? Do we need to send out a memo I'll, saying please
2: close the doors, the Clear Channel compound, when you poo? Let's get the cops up here. I'll do an artist rendering. And Actually, you know what? I want it'll be to... like the short tort man video, and we'll walk around checking everybody's junk. All right, you know what? I want you to do this. I want you to draw
3: them for me now, and we're going to put this up on RealRadio.fm. Okay. Draw me the junk you saw. Now, who? Ooh, all right. Maybe, because the way the stalls are situated here at the Clear Channel Compound, if you have the door open, you face the mirror. What if this guy's one of those dudes who, who likes, likes to this, watch himself? Who likes to watch himself as he's going? That's actually <laughs> a very good argument. No, not while having sex, but just while he's going. Alright, Tommy's in the other room flexing and beating up an imaginary woman. Alright, here's a big question for you, Dubs. Yes. Do you still have the sore throat? No. I got a lozenge. Dubs is taking this seriously as he's drawing. I want this to be scanned and put up on RealRadio.fm.
5: He doesn't have a sore throat. He has some honey to coat it.
3: Mm.
7: Real deep back there
5: in his okay. throat. Right,
3: you know, at this point, no. I have to. At that point, I just had to.
2: Good luck putting this up on RealRadio.fm.
3: What, the artist rendering? Yeah. Why couldn't we? It's just a picture. It's a cartoon of something everyone has or has seen. When does the president start talking? Should we break now? You no. Know,
2: you know it always takes him a while to walk up to where he's talking. From so. what
3: I understand, it's getting started right at two minutes after.
2: That's when he's going to come out. And talk. He's going to talk. Yeah, but it takes him a while to walk up there. Guarantee he doesn't say his first word till five or six after. David, you're in the hideout on road radio. What do you got, David?
6: i have a question was this on the fourth floor or the first floor fourth floor fourth floor was it the handicap stall yes yeah the door is screwed up in the handicap stall how do you how do you, how do you know it,
3: do, you, do you work here
6: no actually i don't i was visiting a friend over at a sister station oh and, okay uh, and i used the restroom yesterday in fact and it was funny that you'd mentioned this because i had an emergency yesterday i had to run in there but the door is all screwy and you, you gotta like Jam it in there, so that, that's probably what happened. Oh. So had the
3: same thing yesterday. Oh wow! All right, thank you, David. So now we solved the mystery. Someone just got stuck with a faulty door.
2: But still, I was forced to see this. <laughs> you have you've literally drawn it in action. <laughs> yes, arrow showing which way it was swinging. Oh, well, this isn't
3: me. This is too big. Oh, that's to scale. Yeah, I was going to say, is this too scale? All right, Matt Albert would like to know, was his hair parted, and if so, was it down the middle?
2: No, it was more of a jerry curl type thing going on there. Mm-hmm. A little soul glue.
3: 407 916 1041 888 1041 star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Row Radio. Oh, did you forget something on the drawing? Yes. What?
2: What did you forget? Let me finish it for you, and I will. I can't believe someone, there you go. someone actually knew what it was.
3: You drew a ruler and put an 8.5. <laughs> wow. It's a hideout road radio 104.1. Oh,
5: make me over.
1: I'm all I want to be. I
3: walk What the hell's going on over here?
2: We work with retards.
3: Welcome back into the hideout roll radio 104.1. Uh, we're about to go to the presidential address here in about nine minutes. We're at the break early in
2: a second. Yeah. Um. But first, what happened during the commercial break? Well, I was uh, looking in the back, and I guess Tijuana Flash was here today, and they dropped off some hot sauces. One of them is Smack My Ass and Call Me Sally, the slap heard around the world. And I know there's a couple different Smack My Ass and Call Me Sally's. So I went in and asked Chunks, is this the hot one? The Like the really, really hot one? And he's like, I don't know, grabs it, and pours it down into his mouth. Doesn't take a dab of it. What are you doing? Look, at, read the warning. Extremely hot. Use with extreme caution. Use one drop at a time. Keep away from children's and pets. Pets, that means you, chunks. What about from people Wash who Wash hands speak- after use. Do not, do not use if you have a heart or respiratory problem. And how much of this did he have? Uh, I would say equivalent of. Uh, oh,
3: there's a lot missing. Did he open it up?
2: Yeah, that's that hadn't been opened yet, like a, like a shot worth. Oh yeah, this has the special label on it. hmm Turn
3: your mic on, stupid.
2: <laughs> Why did you do that? You could have just taken a drop of it. You'd have to pour it down your mouth.
5: You asked me if that was a hot one, and I was just following orders to find out. I got scared.
2: You could have just taken a drop of it, or you could have said, I don't know, do you want me to taste And I would have said no. And if you're going to at least do something like this, could you do it on the air, please?
5: (laughs) He asked me, and I just took it. I didn't didn't know what I was supposed to do.
4: Is this when you're in the bathroom? No, No, he's not eight and a half. It's
5: getting in my chest now. The hottest condiment on
3: earth. And you just pop it open and take, what, a tablespoon or two? Putin, come in
2: here. You're a hot sauce guy, aren't you? Uh, uh, I want you just to look at it and smell it and see if you know anything about it. Right, I'm Is there pu- any scolding unit? Uh,
3: I'm Latino. Let me sniff this.
5: <laughs> oh, my chest. Here, pull it up. I'm afraid to spill it. I don't do well with hot sauce. You know what we gotta
3: do? Uh, you have there's a lot missing, man. You took essentially the whole like
2: top of the bottle. Are you getting anything off that? Will you uh rub the top and just taste some? Yeah, just taste some. Just the top of your finger. Yeah, there you
3: go. You give her crazy
2: eyes.
7: Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have much of a scent. Actually, it smells kind of pleasant it's no good man smell it It smells like kind of like just tomato juice or something
1: Ooh.
3: oh no i can smell that i can smell i can smell the you hot
2: smell like your normal hot no it doesn't it, it smells like there's a lot of uh vegetables in there all right we'll take a break come back so oh. we can join the president chunks yeah.
3: what are you doing he took a lot of that man oh yeah it's not like uh, you know in the bottle where you have the regular part of the bottle, then you have the top part. Mm-hmm. He took the whole top part, which I would say is like like 15 or 16 drops. Uh. No more than that. Yeah, it's as if you had one of those big wooden spoons. He took that amount. How are you doing over there, Putin? You literally had like maybe a drop or two. Oh,
7: I didn't even have a drop. I like coated my skin. ...and licked it, and my whole mouth is on fire, and I'm drooling like mad, and my stomach wants to throw up.
2: Are you drooling, Chunks? It's like your first time with a dude.
5: Right,
2: we got my to lips
7: t- feel funny, but it's my
5: stomach. All
3: right, we got to take a break and come back so we can join the president. It's the Hideout Row Radio, you retards, 104.1. All right, welcome back to the Hideout Row Radio, 104.1. In a couple of minutes, we're going to do the Hideout Headlines Game Show to give you prizes... But first, we did this once before. It's the uh, we're going to broadcast the president's speech. I see him walking right now, and we do
2: it hideout style where we commentate while he talks. So this isn't your news station. if you actually want to hear it and not have us talk, go you know, to watch it on TV or either uh, go go to another station.. Yeah. but
3: uh, here's a uh, hideout
2: style, the president to return.
0: Eastward from Lake Pontchartrain across the Mississippi coast to Alabama and to Florida, millions of lives were changed in a day by a cruel and wasteful storm. In the aftermath, we have seen fellow citizens left stunned and uprooted, searching for loved ones, and grieving for the dead, and looking for meaning in a tragedy that seems so blind and random. We've also witnessed the kind of desperation no citizen of this great and generous nation should ever have to know. Fellow Americans calling out for food and water. Vulnerable people left at the mercy of criminals who had no mercy. Mm -hmm. And the bodies of the dead lying uncovered and untended in the street. These days of sorrow and outrage have also been marked by acts of courage and kindness that make all Americans proud. Coast Guard and other personnel rescued tens of thousands of people from flooded neighborhoods. Religious congregations and families have welcomed strangers as brothers and sisters and neighbors. In the community of Chalmette, when two men tried to break into a home, the owner invited them to stay and took in 15 other people who had no place to go. At Tulane Hospital for Children, Doctors and nurses did not eat for days so patients could have food, and eventually carried the patients on their backs up eight flights of stairs to helicopters. Many first responders were victims themselves, wounded healers, with a sense of duty greater than their own suffering. When I met Steve Scott of the Biloxi Fire Department, he and his colleagues were conducting a house-to-house search for survivors. Steve told me this I lost my house and I lost my cars uh, all right, no, but no, no. I still got my family and I I'll still write it got down. my spirit Comment later. <laughs> across the Gulf Coast among people who have lost much and suffered much and given to the limit of their power we are seeing that same spirit a core of strength that survives all hurt a faith in God no storm can take away and a powerful american determination to clear the ruins and build better than before what is with uh tonight so many uh, victims of the like presidents and everything far from wearing normal. a sh- uh, just a and regular friends.
2: blue shirt with one and button undone things. now he yeah, not the collar look funny yeah it looks like a bobblehead it doesn't look like it's his body
0: you you're not alone to all who carry a burden of loss i extend the deepest sympathy of our country to every person who has served and sacrificed in this emergency, it looks weird. I offer the gratitude of our country. And tonight, I also, also offer this pledge of the American people. Throughout the area hit by the hurricane, we will do what it takes. We will stay as long as it takes of course we are. to help citizens rebuild their communities and their lives. We weren't gonna? And all who question the future of the Crescent City need to know. There is no way to imagine America without New Orleans. And this great city will rise again. The work of rescue is largely finished. (laughs) The work of recovery is moving forward. In nearly all of Mississippi, electric power has been restored. Trade is starting to return to the port of New Orleans. And agricultural shipments are moving down the Mississippi River. All major gasoline pipelines are now in operation preventing the supply disruptions that many feared. The breaks in the levees have been closed, the pumps are running, and the water here in New Orleans is receding by the hour. Environmental officials are on the ground, taking water samples, identifying and dealing with hazardous debris, and working to get drinking water and wastewater treatment systems operating again. And some very sad duties are being carried out by professionals who gather the dead treat them with respect, and prepare them for their rest. In the task of recovering and rebuilding, some of the hardest work is still ahead. (laughs) It will require the creative skill and generosity Of of a united country. Our first commitment is to meet the immediate needs of those who had to flee their homes and leave all their possessions behind. For these Americans, every night brings uncertainty. Every day requires new courage and in the months to come will bring more than their fair share of struggles. The Department of Homeland Security is registering evacuees who are now in shelters and churches or private homes, whether in the Gulf region or far away. I have signed an order providing immediate assistance to people from the disaster area. As of today, more than 500,000 evacuee families have gotten emergency help to pay for food, clothing, and other essentials.
2: I've I figured Evacuaries out why it looks weird right now. If uh, anybody's watching TV FEMA and seeing this, or the Red it's Cross. the blue background too. We need to know who you are. And he's wearing the blue shirt, and so it, it makes his face for look broad
0: huge. In the future. Many families were separated during the evacuation, and we are working to help you reunite. By the way, it's the Hideout Please Road Radio on, 104.1 listening on to the presidential seven, seven, speech. Five six eight three three one seven. That's 18775683317. And we will work to bring your family back together and pay for your travel to reach them. In addition, we're taking steps to ensure that evacuees do not have to travel great distances or navigate bureaucracies to get the benefits that are there for them. The Department of Health and Human Services has sent more than 1500 health professionals along with over 50 tons of medical supplies including vaccines and antibiotics and medicines for people with chronic conditions such as diabetes. The Social Security Administration is delivering checks. The Department of Labor is helping displaced persons apply for temporary jobs and unemployment benefits. And the Postal Service is registering new addresses so that people can get their mail. To carry out the first stages of the relief effort and begin rebuilding at once, I have asked for, and the Congress has provided, more than $60 billion. This is an unprecedented response to an unprecedented crisis, which demonstrates the compassion and resolve of our nation. Our second commitment is to help the citizens of the Gulf Coast to overcome this disaster, put their lives back together, and rebuild their communities. Along this coast, for mile after mile, the wind and water swept the land clean. In Mississippi many thousands of houses were damaged or destroyed. In New Orleans and surrounding parishes more than a quarter million houses are no longer safe to live in. Hundreds of thousands of people from across this region will need to find longer-term housing. Our goal is to get people out of the shelters by the middle of October. So we're providing direct assistance to evacuees that allows them to rent apartments and many are already moving into places of their own. A number of states have taken in evacuees and shown them great compassion, admitting children to school and providing health care. So I will work with the Congress to ensure that states are reimbursed for these extra expenses. In the disaster area and in cities that have received huge numbers of displaced people, we're beginning to bring in mobile homes and trailers for temporary use. To relieve the burden on local health care facilities in the region, we're sending extra doctors and nurses to these areas. We're also providing money that can be used to cover overtime pay for police and fire departments while the cities and towns rebuild. Near New Orleans and Biloxi and other cities, housing is urgently needed for police and firefighters, other service providers, and the many workers who are going to rebuild these cities. Right now many are sleeping on ships we have brought to the port of New Orleans and more ships are on their way to the region. And we'll provide mobile homes and supply them with basic services as close to construction areas as possible so the rebuilding process can go forward as quickly as possible. And the federal government will undertake a close partnership with the states of Louisiana and Mississippi the city of New Orleans, and other Gulf Coast cities so they can rebuild in a sensible, well-planned way. Federal funds will cover the great majority of the costs of repairing public infrastructure in the disaster zone, from roads and bridges to schools and water systems. Our goal is to get the work done quickly, and taxpayers expect this work to be done honestly and wisely. So we'll have a team of inspectors general reviewing all expenditures. The exact opposite of before we In the rebuilding process there will be many important decisions and many details to resolve. Yet we're moving forward according to some clear principles. The federal government will be fully engaged in the mission. But Governor Barber, Governor Blanco, Mayor Nagin and other state and local leaders will have the primary role in planning for their own future.
3: Clearly communities
0: will need to move decisively to change zoning laws and building codes in order to avoid a repeat of what we've seen. And in the work of rebuilding, as many jobs as possible should go to the men and women who live in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Or India. Our third commitment is this. When communities are rebuilt, they must be even better and stronger than before the storm. Within the Gulf region are some of the most beautiful and historic places in America. As all of us saw on television, there's also some deep, persistent poverty in this region as well. That poverty has roots in a history of racial discrimination, which cut off generations from the opportunity of America. Wow. We have a duty to confront this poverty with bold action. So let us restore all that we have cherished from yesterday, and let us rise above the legacy of inequality. When the streets are rebuilt, there should be many new businesses, including minority-owned businesses, along those streets. When the houses are rebuilt, more families should own, not rent, those houses. When the regional economy revives, local people should be prepared for the jobs being created. Americans want the Gulf Coast not just to survive, but to thrive. Can we do that in Detroit, Compton, other places too? We want evacuees to come home for the best of reasons, because they have a real chance at a better life in a place they love. All right, it's break here. When one resident of this city, we'll come back
3: home. more. of The presidential address. First, we got to pay some bills. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. We are uh, doing a little simulcast of the president's speech right now about Hurricane Katrina, and we'll go back to the president here in the height on Radio 104.1.
0: Clear and up-to-date plans for responding to natural disasters and disease outbreaks or a terrorist attack, for evacuating large numbers of people in an emergency, and for providing the food and water and security they would need. In a time of terror threats and weapons of mass destruction, the danger to our citizens right. reaches Terrorism much wider part. than a fault line or a floodplain
2: got through the stuff now I consider gender, detailed gender, emergency gender.
0: planning to be a national security priority and therefore I've ordered the Department of Homeland Security to undertake an immediate review in cooperation with local counterparts of emergency plans in every major city in America I also want to know all the facts about the government response to Hurricane Katrina the storm involved or- a massive flood, a major supply and security operation, and an evacuation order affecting more than a million people. It was not a normal hurricane, and the normal disaster relief system was not equal to it. Many of the men and women of the Coast Guard, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the United States military, the National Guard, Homeland Security, and state and local governments performed skillfully under the worst conditions. Yet the system, at every level of government, was not well-coordinated and was overwhelmed in the first few days. It is now clear that a challenge on this scale requires greater federal authority and a broader role for the armed forces, the institution of our government most capable of massive logistical operations on a moment's notice. I thought we were supposed to figure that out after 9-11. Four years after the frightening experience of September the 11th. Americans have every right to expect a more effective response in a time of emergency. When the federal government fails to meet such an obligation, I, as president, am responsible for the problem and for the solution. Thank you. So I've ordered every cabinet secretary to participate in a comprehensive review of the government response to the hurricane. This government will learn the lessons of Hurricane Katrina. We're going to review every action and make necessary changes so that we are better prepared for any challenge of nature or act of evil men that could threaten our people. The United States Congress also has an important oversight function to perform. Congress is preparing an investigation and I will work with members of both parties to make sure this effort is thorough. Unlike the 9-11 Commission, which you avoided. In the life of this nation, we have often been reminded that nature is an awesome force and that all life is fragile. We're the heirs of men and women who lived through those first terrible winters at Jamestown and Plymouth, who rebuilt Chicago after a great fire, and San Francisco after a great earthquake, who reclaimed the prairie from the Dust Bowl of the 1930s. Every time, the people of this land have come back from fire, flood, and storm to build anew, and to build better than what we had before. Americans have never left our destiny to the whims of nature and we will not-